Greetings, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and I want to welcome you to my new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast series. We have been overwhelmed with the responses that people have shared from listening to these messages on my SiriusXM show over the years. Those listeners, and they're sharing my show with their network, telling people about it, telling their family members, their friends, and their coworkers about this show and the impact it's having on their lives. That's the main reason that this show is now number one for self-help in America, and I'm very grateful. Yet, we realize that many people do not have satellite radio and therefore could not experience for themselves the message. They could not get it for themselves. So we are now sharing these messages with everyone via this new podcast. Enjoy it and share it with your network. And let's help even more people to do more, be more, and achieve more. Tell everybody so that they can live a Wealthy Ways life as well. Welcome to the new Willie Jolly Wealthy Ways podcast. And remember, your best is yet to come. Fight for your goals. Fight for the things that you believe in. You got to believe that you can achieve great success. You live in a country where you don't have to be the brightest bulb in the pack to make it and do incredible things with your life. I'm a, a living testament to that. And I can say to you that if you're willing to stay motivated, work on yourself, develop yourself, grow yourself, and invest in yourself, you can start to really see things happen that are just transformational. But you got to be motivated. That's why I'm thankful that you're listening to this show. And I, all of those who listen every week, I'm grateful for you. And all of those who like that song, so many of you s- go to my website and say, I love that highly motivated song. And you get it and download it. You can get it right on my website, listen to samples of it, and then download it right into your iPod. So get the music, get motivated, and stay motivated because this is a time, even in these tough economic times, this is a time where success and, and wealth is built right now. So you got to go with it and be excited about it. Well... I've got another. I told you this is a bond burner show today. We've got a bond burner. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, we've got some some of the greatest thinkers in the world who are, who are friends of mine. And I've had the blessing. To, I give God the glory for the fact that he has allowed me to meet and develop friendships with some of the thought leaders in America and around the world. And one of my good friends and one of the people who I've always looked up to, he is one of the most profound thinkers in America and in the world. He's been speaking and training and and helping people develop their business for over 30 years, for over 30 years. He was one of the original members of the National Speakers Association. He was the uh, he was one of the first presidents. I think he was number two, I believe, or number three in there. He is a past president. He's a he's a award winner for the Cavett Award. He's been inducted in the Speaker Hall of Fame and the SEMI International Speaker Hall of Fame. He's a, a member of the Speakers Roundtable, a very prestigious speaker group. He's a, a certified speaking professional, an author. He'll tell you more about all his books. You've seen his books. You've read his books. You know about him. And if you're in sales and you're in business development uh, around America and have been for years, you will know his name. He is the one and only from Memphis, Tennessee, Don Hudson. Don, thank you for being on with me, buddy. Willie, it's an honor to be on your show, my friend. Oh, well, I'm just glad to have you, and we are excited about you. I gave him a little bit of your story, but I want them to hear the real Don Hudson story. Where did he come from? How did he 
How did this become? How did Don Hudson become Don Hudson? Well, gosh, great question. I worked my way through college selling and got out of college and went to work for a sales training firm where we had to give talks to small groups to promote our programs. In my first 1,500 speeches, I was simultaneously getting sales experience and speaking experience. And Willie, in the beginning, I was scared to death and totally incompetent. But I had a good manager, and he uh, instilled some confidence in me and taught me some good skills, and I learned how to do it pretty well. And after a few years, I got good. Mm. I started having a few people say, we want you to come speak to our company meeting. And that's how I got started, made my first fee in 1971, and done uh, over 5,000 in 22 countries since then. So the good Lord's blessed me. I've been on a roll, and I'm still loving every minute of it. Wow, that's fantastic, fantastic. And you, you've been telling people success secrets for a long time, and you've been telling people just basic, what are the basic tenets that you just share with people over and over again over the years about just basic success? Well, I think rule number one, you've got to believe in yourself. You know, God created us not as common animals, but as superior beings with the ability to think and reason and decide. And one of the decisions we need to make that I know you believe in, Willie, and that's self-motivation, we've got to go to the next step. We've got to have a hunger for knowledge, a desire for new information in whatever craft we've chosen, and we've got to work on being better than our competition is. And if we'll do that, we're going to make some great career progress. Ah, that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. And you help people to do that. You've built uh, a lot of the businesses many people know today. You've worked with some of your clients. So just share some of the clients that you've worked with. Well, of course, I'm in Memphis, and uh, FedEx is a good client. I've been honored to work with them through the years. Uh, Mohawk Floor Covering, uh, great company, is one of my biggest clients. I've done a lot of work for uh, a lot of service firms. So uh, to date, I've spoken to just about two-thirds of the Fortune 500 companies through the years, and that's uh, been a great honor and a great blessing for me because every time I go out, I learn something new. And the more I learn, the better I'm going to be for every client I work for. And that's one of the things you've done is you've always been a student. You continue to be a student. Even after 30 years of speaking, you're still learning and still growing, aren't you? I like to think so. I'm still working at it. Every now and then, I'll run across somebody who'll say, hey, man, you still doing this? Aren't you about to retire? And I just smile and say, man, I'm having way too much fun to even think about it. I know that's right. Well, you've got, a, you've got some books that you have written that have had a profound impact on the lives of many people. Why don't you share with some of the, some of the books that you've written with the audience? Well, thanks for asking about that, Willie. My first book was The Sale, and there are a lot of companies that have used it as their sales training primer, and it's a it's a book that's thorough. It's uh, got a lot of great takeaways in terms of what we can do to advance relationships and, and uh, build that customer base and be effective in challenging times, and that's in its eighth printing right now, and it's uh, it's still doing well. Two years ago with uh, Dr. Ken Blanchard, I wrote The One-Minute Entrepreneur, we had the great fortune of being blessed with a number one ranking on the bestseller list at the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and Amazon. And I'm coming out next week with the One Minute Negotiator, which George Lucas and I are writing. Ken Blanchard uh, wrote the foreword for us. And that book, I think it's the best thing we've ever done, Willie. It's just got so many great ideas in it because we all have to negotiate every single day. So that's one we're working on getting it on the bestseller list as well. Well, you know, I think that's that that one minute concept, you have really done a great job of sharing that with audiences and with people. It seems like the word negotiation uh, comes up more and more now today in, in tough times, shows up in business and sports. Why is it so? You know, Willie, we got to negotiate every single day. Now, on the simple personal side, you might have to negotiate with your spouse about where you're going to dinner Friday night, maybe with your kids about the curfew or what the consequences might be if they don't make it. I mean, we've got these things going on every single day. But on the business side, this is where it gets critical. Every year, we are being asked to do more with less. And people in sales and business development and anybody in service who's trying to help grow a business, these people are faced with the challenge of continuing these relationships and keeping them profitable for their company. And endless negotiations takes place. Wow. You, that's part of life. That's part of life. 
Yeah. Now, real quick, we're going to go with more into that uh, negotiation. But I want to touch bases just for a moment on the one minute entrepreneur and some of the tenets that you shared in that real quick. Just a couple of the, the basic thoughts, because we got a lot of entrepreneurs who are listening today. Oh, wonderful. Well, let me give you a few high points. All right. Number one is we are all in the process of becoming the five people who we're spending the most time with, mm-hmm. an average of those people. So we suggest choose your mentors very carefully. Choose the people you associate with very carefully because your life is impacted by that. And the more we're out there in the right circles and we're networking with the right people, the more breaks we're going to get in life and the more good fortune is going to come our way. So make good decisions on that. You hang with the wrong crowd, you're going to get into the wrong activities. Right. So that's rule number one. With a little bit more depth into the entrepreneurial concept, Ken Lancer and I believe that if an entrepreneur takes good care of his people, his people are going to take good care of the customers. And that sounds pretty simple, but that is profound. Another thing in the book that we teach that we think is important is when you're talking to customers, lead with your ears. Mm. There are too many salespeople and business people out there saying, hey, look at me, look at us, look at our offering, look what we're doing. And they need to be saying, let's take a look at you. Before I tell you what we're doing or what our offerings are, is it okay if I ask you a few questions? And if we do that and do that well, we're going to learn more about customer need. We're going to pay more attention to them and their agenda than our competitor will do. And that's what enables us to get market share. Wow. I love that. I love that idea because that's exactly right. As you you want to grow your folks, you want to grow the folks around you as you grow your business. And I love that if you have take good care of your people. And Jeffrey Gittimer was on last week and Jeffrey said the same thing, exact same thing. Take real good care of your people and they will take good care of the customers and take good care of you. They will come Absolutely. And do a little more than they're paid to do. Go a little further. They'll give a little more. They'll come in a, a little earlier if you need them. They they will do the little extras because you take good care of them. And I yeah. think that's profound. You've you got a reputation for that, though, Don. Well, I appreciate you. that, Willie. But, you know, you do, too, or you wouldn't get people like Gittimer on this show and the others of us in NSA and in the various circles of professional speaking who've known and respected you for 20 or 30 years. So well, you're doing it right, man. Well, I'm trying. Well, folks, we got my friend Don Hudson on. We're going to talk about the one-minute negotiator. And I'm telling you, folks, your life is going to change because you're going to know how to negotiate better. You're going to learn how to grow your business, grow your future, grow your finances. Stay tuned. You're listening to Willie Jolly Across America. For sure, for sure, for sure, the best is yet to come. This is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of interesting and informational interviews for my XM show. I'm telling you, this is a great page. And why do I do it? Because I've learned that the more we give, the more we get. And the more we help other people to grow and go to the next level, the more we receive in our business. So we want to help you. Tell your friends about it. Go to Facebook and get my information. Go to my website. Get my free resources. And get on wjspeaks.com and hit that all access badge. It looks like a backstage pass. Click it. You'll get behind the scenes information to the special page to help you grow. All we want in return, all we ask is that you pass it on because the more you give, the more you get. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Have a great day.
I love this quote. Les Brown shares it, that life is a fight for territory. When you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want automatically takes over. Mm, I love that quote. So I've got a good friend of mine, one of my uh, great thought leaders and and one of my uh, models for success and excellence uh, on with me today. He is a past president of the National Speakers Association, Speaker Hall of Fame. He's written best-selling books. He's been one of the most requested and uh, uh, in-demand sales trainers, success trainers for years. Not just this is this happened yesterday for thirty some years. Don Hudson has been in demand, and I'm grateful. We've been trying to get him on, and we finally were able to uh, line up his schedule. He has a new book that you can get right. You can go to Amazon right now and get it. What's where, where you can get it. No, tell everybody where you can get it, Don, and all the details. Yeah, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. They've got discounted prices right there out of the box. Even though it's new, you can uh, order it right now, and it's available, the one-minute negotiator. Now, we, you know, one of the things I like about negotiation, we've had uh, Michael Soon Lee on who talked about negotiations and how you have to negotiate and how many people don't realize you, you should be negotiating more. You should be, and many people don't realize they're negotiating, so they don't take the time to develop the skill. And if you develop some skills, you'll be amazed at what you will be able to achieve. Uh, but yet, in your book, you introduce what you call the disease of negotia. No, negotiophobia or negotiophobia and, and, and that's the fear of negotiating and many people have a fear they feel uncomfortable they're happy to negotiate a car and a house but everything else they're afraid of and that is uh, something they need to get over don't they it really is willie uh, my co-author George Lucas and I really believe that the negotiophobics in America have left enough money on the table to pay off our national debt. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> they some people just hate the thought of negotiating. It's the number one reason why a lot of people don't go buy a car when they really need one because they hate the thought of the unpleasantries of negotiations. So I say we need to get over that. Negotiophobia is based largely on a lack of skill and a lack of confidence in the process. Uh, Willie, you know, we've got a term we talk about in professional speaking called microphobia, people who are afraid to get up to a microphone. That's right. I always tell people, and they call and ask me, I'm scared to death. i got to give a speech. What do I do? I say rule number one is preparation. That will give you the confidence not to be nervous. The same is true in negotiations. Uh, The negotiations are so often won in the preparation factor. That's what we've got to do. Let's be prepared. Let's get some confidence about it. Let's do our homework about the issues and be ready. So that's a good part of negotiophobia right there. It's the skill-building process on how we can be well-prepared and know that as we go into that negotiation, we've got the skill sets that will enable us, enable us to do well. And you can negotiate a lot of things in life. Uh, my friend Jim Rohde and, uh, and Don's friend, who's also a former president of the Speakers Association, he said, Willie, I learned to negotiate everything. Whether if I can't negotiate the price of the product, maybe I can get a little more for the price, for, for what I paid for. He said, I, I, I'm learning to negotiate so much and I get more. And I've told my son, I always ask for a little more. Ask for a little more. And, and in New Orleans, they call it, the, what is it, Langop? Yeah, Lanyap. Get a little extra. Yeah, yeah, a little extra. Land, yeah. Well, uh, it, it, many people in our in our culture, though, it's you know, in other countries, they're, they're more apt to negotiate. You go to, to Turkey, negotiate. You go to Asia, they're going to negotiate. You go to the Caribbean. It's just part of the culture. But yet, why is it so, so prevalent in our country? 
Yeah, that's a great question, Willie. You know, in America, negotiations is important, but in a third world country, it might be life sustaining. I mean, parents are out every single day negotiating for food, and how good they are will determine whether their kids eat that night or not. Now, maybe it's not quite that critical in America just yet, but I got to tell you, it's very important. We need to to do as Jim says. Let's just do negotiate everything. The worst thing that you can do is end up where you started. I'll give you an example. My partner, George Lucas, went to rent a car recently, and um, he had a, a drop charge of $100 on there when he was only taking it 60 miles away. He said, why don't you just hold a gun on me? Let's make this armed robbery. <laughs> well, the guy at the car rental counter kind of laughed and said, is there a problem, sir? He said, yeah, $100 drop charge? He said, well, what would you have in mind? He said, I don't know. What can you do for me? He said, how about $25? He said, sounds good to me. Hey, that didn't even take 30 seconds, and he saved 75 bucks. Mm. It never hurts to ask, Willie. And that's a part of negotiation is having the confidence and a reasonable level of assertiveness without being unpleasant to simply ask. And Mm. it's amazing what you'll get. Simply ask. Folks, I hope you all heard that. Just ask. Ask. Can we do a little better? You know, negotiation, sometimes just asking. And that's terrific advice. And I hope y'all are getting it. I love that. Well, in the One Minute Negotiator, you talk about becoming a proficient negotiator. What does that involve? Well, the proficiency factor, here's where we've got to start learning and doing our homework. We put together a, we call it a matrix with four negotiation styles. Now, most negotiation trainers basically go into a win-lose approach. There's a finite size of the pie, and the more you negotiate, the bigger slice you're going to get. Then there's some people, like Harvard uh, teaches win-win negotiation. They say you should collaborate every time. Our approach in the one-minute negotiator is that there are four negotiation styles, and we need to be competent at doing all four. So one of them is competition. That's the win-lose. And you can go in with a collaborative spirit, and that's fine and good, but if you end up with a competitive negotiator, you might get your clock clean. Mm. So you need to have the competitive skill sets. The collaborative area, that's where we like to end up. That's where the best things happen in long-term win-win relationships. So collaboration is critically important if you can get them into that mode. The other two are, one is avoidance. And that's the people who have negotiophobia spend a lot of time there, Willie. They just don't want to negotiate. They're not confident about it. They're not knowledgeable about it. So they will put off negotiations to the last minute, and it has cost them dearly. The fourth is what we call accommodation. That's where I'm not going to say you lay down, but you essentially you're giving something up. And if you if you got to accommodate, know when you're doing it, and try to put limitations on it. But while that's the matrix, and that's a, the, knowing those four that we teach in this in this content is critically important. But we also need to talk for a second about compromise because that is the number one tactic that is used by people, most of whom are not skilled in negotiations, and compromise is the most overrated thing in the world. It sounds like it's a good thing of let's get along, let's compromise, that sort of thing. But look at the borders of the world. I mean, look at the Middle East. Um, look at India, Kashmir, and Pakistan. They, they, they established their borders by compromise. They're all still threatening each other. Look at North and South Korea. Uh, all of these are, are all at each other's throats where compromise didn't work. Now, I think North and South Dakota are doing pretty good. <laughs> but, <laughs> but that might be the exception rather than the rule. So let me say this about compromise because this would be a great learning point for your listeners on your show, Willie. If you're going to compromise, do it late in the negotiation, not early, when the spread gets a lot smaller, and do it only in a manner that will enable you to tie it to a resolution. Mm. In other words, you know, we're really close on this deal. We've been working on it for days. We're not that far apart. Why don't we go ahead and split the difference and consider this deal done and stick your hand out? If they shake your hand, you got a deal. So don't compromise unless it's late in the negotiation. The spread is small, and you're ready to get resolution. Mm, that's fantastic. That That's good, basic 
ideas, folks. These are these are basic good ideas. I love that one. You know, get get as much as you can get and then compromise. But don't start the process by compromising. Right. And so right. this is very important. I want y'all to get this book. Well, y'all stay tuned. We've got Don Hudson. We're going to talk about negotiating for greater success, entrepreneurism, selling, and thinking how you can grow your future, grow your finances, and grow your possibilities by just changing your thinking. You'll stay tuned with me. This is Willie Jolly, and you're going to get a blessing if you just stay on. Stay tuned on the Willie Jolly Show because the best is yet to come. Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week. And you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month. And then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year and you're on your way to a greater life. And it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive. Rather than starting your day with bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were, I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willie.Jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. The D to the T to the I to the T to the U to the D to the E. A to the T to the T to the I to the T to the U to the D to the E. It's your attitude. It's not your attitude. It's not your attitude. It's all about your attitude. It's not your attitude. It's not your attitude. It's not your attitude. It's all about your attitude. It's not your attitude. It's not your attitude. It's not your attitude. It's all about your attitude. It's not your attitude. It's not your attitude. One eight letter word that has such a big impact on your success or your failure. Attitude, not just about a disposition, but also about how you see the world, how you see life. Do you see it from a negative perspective or do you see it from a positive perspective? It's your choice. It's about your attitude. See, my friend Keith Carroll wrote a book called Attitude is Everything. And he wasn't lying. Attitude truly is everything. It's about how you view things, how you perceive things, and how you go after things. Can you control the time? No. Can you control the weather? No. Can you control what other people say or do? No, no, no. You can only control you and your attitude. And your attitude to life determines your altitude in life. It's about your attitude. Isn't that the truth? It's about your attitude. Your attitude determines your altitude. It, it, it determines what you're going to achieve by what you're willing to respond to or react to. It's about your attitude. I spoke the other day for a big convention, and I told the people that, that there are simple strategies for success. And most basically depend and hinge on your attitude. And that's why you've got to work on your attitude. Start filling yourself up with the pure, the powerful, and positive that you make this show a part of your weekly routine. Just make it part of your weekly routine. If you're in the D.C. area, wake up every morning, every day put up uh, a, make it part of your routine and 
Put your alarm clock on for either 5.50 so you can hear my motivational message today on WHUR. Or you can see me on Channel 9, the CBS affiliate, every morning at 6.35. But get something positive and powerful in you every morning. Read the Bible. Read Proverbs. There's one for every day. Read something positive. Listen to something positive. But work on your attitude. And and and, and Don Hudson is one of the great teachers of attitude and sales and, and business success. And Don, isn't that true that your attitude has such an impact on so many parts? Of your life. Willie, you are right on point, and I love all the material you've used through the years on attitude. You have impacted a lot of people with all that good material, and my attitude about it is that you don't see many whiners winning, and you don't see many winners whining. Come on, say that one more time. <laughs> <laughs> you don't see many whiners winning, you don't see many winners whining. But you know, at, at our company, uh, our definition of attitude is the spirit or demeanor you choose to adopt and display from a given stimulus. In other words, something happens to you, how are you going to respond? You're exactly right, Willie. You're in charge of that. The most critical word in that definition is the word choice or choose. It's up to us. We can take the high road or the low road. You take the high road, some good things are going to happen. You take the low road, and you're going to see nothing but also rands. That's absolutely true. I love that. I love that. Well, you've you've used this whole concept of attitude and success and entrepreneurism and all the years of training to build now this next uh, area of content, which is how to negotiate yourself to a better life, how to negotiate to a better life and do it with some simple steps. One of the things I loved in here is that you talk about easy, E-A-S-Y, and helping people use a simple strategy to make this easier for them. So tell us about easy. Okay, well, when we wrote the the book, The One Minute Negotiator, the whole concept was that it was going to be a quick read, an easy read, but jam-packed with good information. And we really credit our publisher with helping us a lot, Willie, because he said if it's going to be a one-minute book, we got to make sure it's not that long, but it's got high-impact information. He said we got to keep it simple. And he helped us, actually, in the formation of some of the content and how to repurpose it. He helped us come up with easy. Now, here's what it is. E stands for engage. In other words, you think you might be coming into a possible negotiation, so you take a moment and you consider it. and You think, okay, is this a negotiation? And if it is, what's my stance going to be? Where's my, what is my posture? How am I going to approach this? And in the engage process, what you really need to do is think about the various options you've got at your disposal. A little earlier, we talked about the four negotiation styles. Scan those four in your mind, because when you've learned them, they'll become reflexive, and you decide right then, okay, I think more than likely I'm either going to have to avoid, accommodate, compete, or collaborate. So you're thinking about which of those four strategies is going to come into play. So that's all happening in the engagement process. That's in preparation for the negotiation. So that's the E for engage. Then we've got A for assess. Now, what are you going to assess? You're going to think about what your tendencies are, because as you learn these four styles of negotiation, it's going to become apparent to you which of these you most often opt toward. For example, if you usually accommodate because you're the kind of person who likes to keep the peace, you know in your natural tendency that's probably where you're going to start. Well, there's some times when you shouldn't do that, and we need to know that. So in the assess period, we think about our own tendencies and we consider the tendency of the other party. Now, if the other party is somebody we've negotiated with before, we just remember a simple principle. Best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. How did they negotiate last time? And that's going to give you a good predictor. If you've never negotiated with them before, consider their reputation or the reputation of their company, and that's going to help you a bit. So you've got engage, assess, then we come to step three, S, is for strategize. Hopefully by now you've got enough information, you've considered it enough that you know which of the four strategies you're going to use. So again, you decide now, I'm going to go in initially with an avoid posture or compete, collaborate, or accommodate. So you make your decision what your approach is going to be. See, I like to collaborate, Willie. That's my choice when I can, because that's a great win-win. But if that's the only skill I got, and I'm I'm negotiating with somebody who's competitive, I might get my clock clean. Because if he's competing, and I'm trying to collaborate, that's what we call de facto accommodation. I might give away the farm yeah. before I realize what hit me. 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. That is, and some people are, are, are competitive. I've had some some people in in negotiation. It's like a football game, you know. It's not, <laughs> it's not gonna be a win. It's not gonna be a tie. It's not gonna be a win win. It's gonna be a win lose. Yep. And 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 you try and make it the most most effective way you can to create a win win. But sometimes you gotta fight in here. You gotta get in the, in the ring. Willie, that's exactly right. And the amazing thing is, if they're competing and you go competitive with them, they realize pretty soon, hey, I'm talking to somebody who's going to stand up for what they believe, and then they will sometimes ease into the collaboration mode. So then you're both over there where you wanted to be anyway. So that works pretty well. So we got E-A-S, and then the Y is, that stands for your one-minute drill. Because you can do these three steps, E-A and S, in less than a minute. And that's going to help you be more confident, better prepared, and ready to go into a negotiation. Wow. And I love the fact that you, you've made this so simple. And, and the book is just a real simple, easy read. It's just a Thank way, you. I mean, it's just a great way to get people going in the process. It's fantastic. And you've done this for years. So this is not something you just popped up doing. I mean, you decided to write. You, you've been doing negotiating and teaching it for years. But now you've created a, a system that is easy for those who might have a phobia of negotiation. That's right. And we feel like we've accomplished what we set out to accomplish with this book. Wow, that's fantastic. And I am excited about it. Now, you know, what are the biggest mistakes make when they negotiate it uh, and, and that could easily be changed? Well, I'd say the biggest mistake is lack of preparation. Mm. And when you're not prepared, you're not going to be confident. Have you really given thought to where the other people are coming from? Too many times people go in and they're thinking only about their own agenda. And Willie, it's our belief that if somebody is preoccupied with their own agenda and you're not thinking about the agenda of the other person or the people on the other side of the table, you're going to probably be at a real disadvantage. Anything you can do to identify with where they're coming from, you increase the probability of a pleasant win-win experience. So I'd say that's probably the number one mistake that's made. Another mistake that's made is people don't study negotiations. And if it's something that's really important in somebody's career, Boy, I say not only buy and read our book, buy and read some other books on negotiation. It's, this is too important to blow it off. So learn to be a proficient negotiator, and it's going to make you a lot of money for the rest of your life. Wow. I'm just thinking about this, uh, what you just said about prepare, 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 but that it's so important. I had a, a negotiation recently, and I had to sit and think, and I'm, I hadn't done it in this kind of real thoughtful way but what is that person over there what are they going through what do they need to get out of this and what are they and if i know going in what they're looking for it does put you in a better position than going in with only a focus on what i want and not even thinking about or considering what they want that's a profound piece it really is willie and a perfect example of that just a few weeks ago uh, we got a call from a speaker's bureau, and the, the salesperson said, Don, uh, I want to get you on the phone with this client. I think you're perfect for him, and I think we got a shot. They're doing a three-day meeting, and they want two keynote speeches to start day one and day two. And I said, well, I'll be happy to talk to him. And um, I got George Lucas, my partner, on the phone with uh, three of them. We talked for over an hour. This company had so many serious issues they were dealing with, Willie. They didn't need two one-hour keynote speeches. Man, they needed some major surgery in their training and development process. So after uh, doing a real in-depth discovery with them, and that discovery, that's a key word here, we actually ended up proposing an in-depth program that included not only two full days of training, but a follow-up program that's going to last months where we're dealing with some of these serious issues that's slowing them down in the marketplace right now. And instead of it being uh, two speaking fees for speeches, it ended up being about five times as much money for an in-depth solution we developed. Now, the only way you can do that and have that kind of a deliverable for somebody, regardless of what business you're in, is you've got to know where they're coming from, what's going on with them. Everybody's got their own pain today. And the more aware we can become about other people's pain, the greater the probability we're going to be able to be a resource to them, negotiate with them more effectively, and uh, have a good win-win relationship. That's absolutely true. Folks, you're listening to Willie Jolly with my friend Don Hudson. Great message here. we got to stay tuned because there's more to come. The best is yet to come. If you cannot depend on them when you're in need.
Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and people often ask, how did I go from a broke, busted nightclub singer to become a best-selling author and to be voted one of the outstanding five speakers in the world by the 175,000 members of Toastmasters International? The answer is that I decided to invest and change my thinking, invest in my mindset, and decided to change my inputs because inputs determine outputs. I heard about a seminar years ago when I was just getting started. I was making about $100 a speech, and I heard this seminar that was creating millionaires, and it cost $10,000, but the guy was getting results. I didn't have that kind of money, but I decided to borrow it because I learned that there's a price for success, the price of college, the price of going to school, the price of education. There's a price for success, and then there's a cost for not paying the price, the cost of staying the same. And that cost is greater than the price. It's too expensive. And so I went, and it changed my life, and I came back and quickly made $100,000. I heard a similar story from Dr. Dave Martin, how he went to a success rally, heard a speaker who inspired him. He and his friend said, wow, that's changed my life. The speaker had a package of materials to help build wealth. The package cost $1,500, and that was all the money Dr. Dave had to his name. Dr. Dave's friend asked, do you think this stuff is worth it? Dr. Dave thought for a moment. He said, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it. But I do know that I'm worth it. I'm worth it. He invested that money in that package and used the materials to grow his thinking. He grew his mindset. He shared how that $1,500 investment has gone on to generate millions in revenues. He's a multimillionaire. And he has homes now in Arizona and Florida. I want to say to you, it's time to invest in you. I want to give you some materials that will help you grow you. Grow your mindset. Grow your future. Grow your finances. Go to WJSpeaks.com. Dot com slash billionaire. WJSpeaks.com slash billionaire to get some materials that will inspire your success and will help you find that there's a price for success, but there's a cost for not paying the price. And the cost is always greater than the price. Go to WJSpeaks.com slash billionaire and get the bag, the box, or any of the materials there and keep growing your wealth. And remember, as a man thinketh, so as he is, and your best is yet to come. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get until you try it. So you might as well live life to the fullest. Give it your best shot. You might as well sing like you don't need the money. Love like you'll never get hurt. Dance like nobody's watching. Put your whole heart in it if you want it to work. I hope you dance. I hope you never lose your sense of wonder. You get your feel to eat, but never lose that hunger. May you never take one single breath for granted. And God forbid love ever leave you empty-handed. I hope you still feel small when you stand beside the ocean. Whenever one door closes, I hope one more opens. Promise me that you give faith a fighting chance. And when you get the choice, sit it out or dance. I hope you dance. I want to thank my friend Al McCree with the National Speakers Association who sent me that song when it first came out. He lives in Nashville. He said, Willie, there's a song you got to hear. It would be perfect for you to redo and, 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 and produce and sing. And he sent it to me, and, and I had the CD, and I put it in the car, and I was driving. And as soon as I heard it, the, my knees got weak. I hope you dance. I hope you dance. I hope you live life to the fullest. Don't worry about the negative people. Sing like you don't need the money. Dance like nobody's watching. Love like you'll never get hurt. I just hope you dance. And, and that's the kind of life I want you to live. And in order to live that kind of life, you've got to know that there's greater potential and possibility than where you are presently. And so if you can start to think differently and then 
learn how to negotiate for the better life, you can start to live it. And that's why I wanted Don Hudson to be on. I, I might be the, one of the first interviews he's had is this book is about to break out or, and become a bestseller. So I'm grateful that I'll be able to say I had a little part in this book being on the top of the New York Times bestseller list. Don, thank you for being on with me, buddy. Well, Willie, it's my pleasure, and thank you. I'm honored to be on your show. Well, look here. You know, uh, people, I, before we get too far in this, I want people to know where they can get uh, more information on the book, but also some uh, uh, access to thoughts and ideas about creating the negotiophobia and improving their results. So, so many people are really afraid of negotiating and, and have an uncomfortableness with it. Willie, you're exactly right. As far as the book, I would go to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. It's available at either at, at a discounted price. And as far as the concept of negotiating, our website uh, for that is TheOneMinuteNegotiator.com. And if you go there, uh, there are continuous ideas that will be available on negotiating. And uh, we're happy to provide all the help we can for all your listeners because we're, we're in a world right now where the better we can negotiate and the more effectively we deal with people, the better off we're going to be because it's tough out there. Yes, that's the truth. And you can start to turn your lives around, folks, if you would start to learn the skill sets. And, and you look, one of the things uh, we've learned, and, and Don and I both have a friend, Nito Cobain, who's been on the show before. Nito says, you know, a lot of people have, have basic talents that are God-given. But business, you can learn. And you can learn by reading the books, listening to the tapes. There's some business skills. And negotiation is a business skill you can learn. And so I want you to get this book and, and get a couple copies. Get some for the people in your, your network and your family members and your, your business network because you can then start to give it to people who will help you to grow and negotiate. You know, uh, uh, Darren Hardy, we had him on earlier, and Darren Hardy said that the lady he helped to negotiate to just save a, a 1% of her income became a millionaire within a decade because she changed her thinking. And think about if she had not been able to learn those processes. And so I want you to learn and help people in your network to grow so that you can grow. Now, uh, uh, what are you planning next, uh, Don, uh, with the one that negotiated? This is a great idea, and it, can go, it has a lot of legs to it. <laughs> well, it really does, Willie. Right now, all our emphasis is on book promotion here with this launch, and we are doing lots of interviews and that sort of thing. As far as what we're doing uh, within our company, we've got a uh, what we call the Ultimate Negotiator Coaching Program that we're kicking off soon. And uh, there'll also be information at uh, the one minute negotiator dot com about that. And of course, uh, Dr. Lucas and I are also doing the lots and lots of speaking and training assignments around the country and the world. And uh, this book is has already added some momentum to what we're doing. Ah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the cool thing about this book, you know, you know what a fanatic I am about books, Willie, and you've seen pictures of my library. Yes. We've got to get you to Memphis and get you through it sometime. I'm but, looking forward to it. You know, there's some books you end up buying, you read it, and you enjoy it, or you maybe it makes you laugh, and there's some benefit there. But every now and then, there's some books that come along that you get, you get a tremendous return on investment from. And that's what we had in mind when we wrote this book, and it does deliver. You're going to get ideas you can use immediately from it. I love that. Well, you know, one of the things that you have been successful at doing is helping people to negotiate, helping people to sell, helping people to grow their business, helping people to grow their sales, uh, training aspects, helping people grow their staffs and support staffs. What are some of the basic principles that consistently go into all of those areas for business development and business growth and, and wealth building? And, and one of the things I ask all my guests, why is it important to be wealthy? You know, one of the things I think is important to people understand why it's important to be wealthy. Well, the first thing I would say in responding to that, Willie, it's tough to be thinking about uh, what what books you need to read, what skills you need to learn, and who you need to call, who you need to make contact with, and what do you need to do to advance your career if you are worried about money. Mm. The value of wealth is you get peace of mind from wealth. And if you're not worried about money, that frees up a lot of time to do some other things. And I know, because I'm like everybody else. I've had my worries over it. I think most people have at one time or another in their lives. But let me give you one quick tip about wealth building for your listeners, Willie. If everybody would just take a moment and uh, come up with a number, what are your total lifetime earnings? That doesn't have to be an exact number. Let's say John Doe has been working 20 years and making $50,000 a year, and he computes, okay, I've got lifetime earnings of a million dollars. 
Next question, what is your current net worth? John Doe says, well, my net worth is uh, $200,000. Okay, you subtract $200,000 in net worth from the $1 million of total lifetime earnings. The difference in the two figures, Willie, is what we call lifestyle costs. Mm. Now, here's the key. Every dollar of lifestyle that we're willing to give up is a dollar in net worth we're going to have, and the more peace of mind we're going to have in the future. So I say take a close look at your lifestyle. Do everything you can to minimize interest being paid. Do everything you can to maximize your revenues and decrease your expenses, expenses and don't buy too much lifestyle. It could put you in the poorhouse. Mm. Folks, that was profound. My, my, my producer's shaking his head here. That was profound. <laughs> you, you've got to give that to him one more time, Donnie. Give that to him one more time. Okay. All right. All right. Total lifetime earnings minus current net worth equals lifestyle cost. That's how much you pay, have paid for the lifestyle you've enjoyed through the years. So my, my suggestion is buy less lifestyle. Gain more peace of mind. Stash some money away. Don't take risk with your money. And anybody takes real high risk, hey, just plan on losing it. Because you might not, but you probably will. So let's try to be a little bit more conservative. And I've, I've been to school on this stuff, Willie. I'm old enough that I've done the very conservative things, and I've rolled the dice a few times. And my suggestions are, are they're suggestions because I believe in them, but they're also suggestions from experience. Wow. Well, the great interviews, I say it all the time, go so fast, and they're, they, they're gone before we even get started. Don, I want to thank you. Last closing thoughts, where they can get the book, and any closing thoughts in the last minute we got? Well, Willie, I would say our success is at our helm. It's not up to somebody else. So often we think, you know, if so-and-so comes together, or if he or she does this, I'll be able to do that. Let's remember that success is a do-it-yourself program, and it starts off with how you think. Get up in the morning and read something positive and program yourself to be a success machine. And you, you never lose till you give up. If you don't ever give up, by golly, you hang with it. You can make some great things happen. I love old Jerry Bresser's line. He used to say, there are no unrealistic goals. There are only unrealistic time frames. Given enough time, we can make just about anything happen. And vow to be a good reader. You know, Tremendous Jones used to say, by golly, I'm going to change the world one book at a time. Five years from now, you'll be the same as you are today, except for the people you meet and the books you read. So that's the reason I've become passionate about this business, and I'm vowing to write a book a year. But this one, i got to say, I feel better about than anything I've ever done. The one-minute negotiator we know is going to change some lives. So I'd, add, I'd suggest your readers go to Amazon.com and snag one today. Read it and don't pass it on. This is one you want to keep and underline and write in the margins and let it be one course of study, and you'll get immediate return on the investment. Thank you, Don Hudson. You're a gentleman and a scholar. I love you and give you a beautiful bride, a hug and a kiss for me. And I look to come to Memphis soon. All right, Willie. We love you too, man. Thanks for the honor. My pleasure. Folks, what a joy to have y'all all. I'm my guests, Darren Hardy and Don Hudson this week. And we've had a great show. I will talk to y'all next week. Have a great week. God bless you. And know that for sure, the best is yet to come. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>